Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? Welcome back to Real Talk with Zuby. Today, I've got on a fellow musician. It's good to talk to another fellow musician. This is Yellow Red Sparks. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Zuby? I am very well, thanks, my dude. Whereabouts in the world are you? I am in California, Southern California. Awesome, sunny California. That seems to be that seems to be where it's all at right now. I mean, there's there's good and bad. I, yeah. I want to start a legit business here. <laughs> uh, too it's, much tax. It's pretty hard. Too much tax. There's too many permits. There's too many like things you got to solve, and it's just not worth it. You know, you really you would literally have to hire someone, even if you're a tiny business. So. Oh, really? It's just, I feel like if you want to go legit, you know, like legit with the state and everything. So. Oh, fair enough, man. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. So uh, your real name is uh, Joshua, yeah? That's correct, yeah. Okay, I'm going to call you, I'm going to call you Josh because calling you Yellow Red Sparks every time <laughs> might feel a little bit awkward, right? <laughs> what's, the, what's the origin of that name, though? Actually, it's, uh, it was one of the first songs I wrote um, as a solo artist, and uh, it actually didn't come to light till years later, but the song was called Yellow Red Sparks. And that actually ended up on my debut record. So the record's called Yellow Red Sparks. There's a song called Yellow Red Sparks, and the project was called Yellow Red Sparks. Ah. Um, but the name, the name is kind of like this. For me, it kind of means passion now. Then it meant sort of like this this duality that we struggle with with light and dark of us. And like yellow is kind of like a, this mellow sort of um, vibey, chill vibe. And then the red is like this fire inside of us that wants to change the world, that wants to do stuff. And it's just like battle between these two things so that was like the complex thing in my head but now it just means like passion to me so gotcha that's awesome man yeah. and how long have you been uh making music for oh man it's just it's been it's just part of my existence my my brother's a touring musician he tours with pop artists and and my 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 father grew up you know i grew up him just writing all the time but he never pursued it uh my mother sang professionally when i was growing up so it's just like 
it's just it's we call it the family curse because like we don't have a choice it's just in us it's in our dna now it's just in our everything so gotcha. um yeah that's awesome man and so did you uh grow up in california are you a california native i am yeah i am okay i haven't actually been to the west coast yet and i do need to make a visit i know a lot of people over there now so i do need to make it happen dude hit me up we'll have a party it'll be awesome we'll go we'll go out and hang out and uh yeah just we just have like really intense talks <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like <laughs> i think we're crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough man so so yeah. tell me a little bit more about your you know your life like your your growing up your childhood yeah there's you know whether that's inside outside music i guess anything that you feel helped to shape and guide you to where you are right now like i said like i grew up in a really musical home so I was exposed to a lot of really great music. Um, and I think it took me a long time to understand that people didn't see music the way I saw it. Um, and it was really important to me. So yeah, growing up, it was, I grew up in a really good home. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents built like a really strong foundation for the family. Um, they're still together. Uh, they live 10 minutes from me. I have four kids and, uh, yeah, I just, I'm on my second marriage. I'm, never been happier in my life and I have sole custody of all four kids so most men don't get that and I'm just grateful man but yeah growing up just uh doing the Orange County thing I surfed a lot skateboarded uh listened to music got into trouble and uh just then had to change my life basically but uh yeah that's the gist of it you know yeah I get you man I get you so what was it like growing up in um a Christian household in uh California I mean I don't know I'm I'm obviously a complete outsider but when I look yeah. at, when you look at California from an outside perspective, it seems like one of the places that's, uh, I'm sure this is absolutely not the whole state. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a huge place, but it right. seems like overall it's certainly compared to say like the American South or even just like middle America, it seems like yeah. there's religion in general, let alone Christianity seems to have far less of a foothold there. It seems like more like atheism and yeah. some new age sort of stuff is more yeah. like the trendy thing there. I don't know if that's completely wrong, but that's my, that's like my very uh, basic overview of what it looks like. Right. Yeah, I definitely see that. And it's very true. Um, I think like any place there's a remnant. And um, I think that the church here is so watered down um, that I don't relate to it. And I don't think of the church as a building. So I, I think of things a little differently. And I read a book a long time ago a go called pagan christianity um i won't go into that but the, the the vibe in california is there's so many great people but there's so many terrible people that it it kind of overshadows everything else mm -hmm. so you just got to find those niche kind of spots and and you know some i was going to a home church for a little bit and then just started listening like more this guy timothy keller and like i i get i get my kind of feed uh, or my of God through a lot of different mediums. What are those? I pray, dude, like a lot. Okay, um, gotcha. I, I relate to King David a lot. Um, and just that wrestle with God, um, mm -hmm. kind of going in the closet and, and crying out to him. So like, I've always had a really intense relationship with God. So church always felt really boring to me because it was so basic. Um, and then I started finding people like Timothy Keller and C.S. Lewis and people that I thought were interesting. Um, and that's kind of my version of Osage because I'm in Orange County area, which is even more 
um, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so to me, the church is just really watered down here, and that's just a product of America, I think. So, yeah. When, when you yeah. say water, when you say watered down, what specifically do you mean? I think it's like it's kind of like feeding someone an adult, um, like baby food, kind of like that's how I feel. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like I feel like um, they don't. They're kind of serving to like the really basic minds i guess and i understand that because it, it works probably better but mm-hmm. um you know it's just not for me i i could do that i don't know it's it's something i've struggled with to be honest you know going to church every sunday because it, it's just really complicated for me and also like it's kind of hard to find a church that works for everyone when you have a larger family sure. so like we've tried ways where we'll we'll all sit down in the living room and listen to something together or we'll all sit down and read something together and talk about it. So we kind of like make our family our church, um, but we also have friends and family that you know keep us grounded and and whatever that means. But just keeps us like so we don't go off the edge and we're like we're new age and Christ was this weird alien and he whatever like <laughs> I don't I, you know maybe he was but I don't you know I don't want to like go down that road. So that's what I kind of mean if that makes sense. So how does your um how does your faith influence your writing and your music? Uh yeah, it's an interesting question. Um I think it inf- I think it's all over if you look at lyrics, but most people don't um don't pay attention to lyrics. So um I think it's pretty um hard to to like interpret if you read mm-hmm. my lyrics maybe. Um but a lot of the way I write is stream of consciousness so a lot of it's kind of just coming out so I think it is an act of faith that way and then I mm-hmm. sort of will take whatever that throw up is or or whatever's coming out of me and then organize it and turn it into something that makes sense. I got you. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I've always written. I've written other ways too where I'm like let's write a song about love, let's write a song about passion or heartache or whatever, but that's how I like writing is very like connecting with my spirit and letting it just come out and put it, picking up the guitar or playing on the piano and just seeing what comes out of me. And then the mm-hmm. melody will come. And then I'll, you know how it is. Like, like you don't kind of know how it happens. It's this weird, mysterious thing, how songs come to completion for me, at least. Yeah, sure. Um, no, it's a, it's a difficult process to explain to, I mean, I'm an artist obviously, yeah, so I get, right. I get what you're saying, but yeah. um, it's a hard thing to explain to somebody who's not a songwriter or not an yeah. artist. Because there is that mysterious element that doesn't go away that you don't know. And that's why, like, when people get big egos about it, I think it's really disgusting because it's a gift. I didn't work hard to, like, to sing. I didn't work hard to um, have a gift for 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 words. I yeah. think it, it is a gift. And um, so I don't I never think of it as like, oh, look at me. I think of it as this is kind of what I can offer to the world. Mm-hmm. And if God can use it, that'd be awesome. If not, that's cool, too. But I'm not yeah. going to be like a worship leader, you know. Yeah, I That's get you, man. Not... I'm a I'm a Christian myself as well, uh, nice. but I don't categorize my music specifically as I don't categorize myself, say, as a Christian artist or as a Christian rapper per se. More like I'm right. a rapper. I'm a rapper who is a Christian. Um, totally. The reason I've had quite a few people actually ask me why I don't kind of corner that market or label myself that way and whatnot. And I mean, for me personally, it's twofold. Number one is from my own perspective, I don't want to limit my creativity to feeling like I can only talk about certain things and that every track has to, every track has to, you know, explicitly mention God or Jesus or be like, and if it doesn't, you're going to be, 
yeah, destroyed, you know? exactly. You know, and I think yeah. I can be more honest as well because I don't want to paint a picture like I'm some. You know, I think I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I try as much as I can to be a moral and good person. But you know, we, yeah, totally. we've all got our we've all got our challenges, our struggles, our yep. demons. And if you're gonna speak, uh, you know, especially in something like hip hop, if you're gonna rap and you're gonna rap honestly and you're gonna really yep. represent yourself then you know and you're gonna keep it real for lack of a better term then you know you've got to be willing to yeah go go anywhere and everywhere in with it within reason you know that i don't rap about everything yep. there's some stuff of course I'd, I'd rather keep private but i don't want to yeah i don't want to feel like i'm putting out a particular image and then right. i'm now stuck in this narrow lane the second one for me is not wanting to you know end up in that situation where i feel like i'm just preaching to the choir because yeah. people can be people can be turned on by labels but they can also be turned off by them so yeah. if you are if someone is an atheist or is of an of another religion or something and they see okay this this band this rapper this singer whatever is you know explicitly a christian artist they may not even just give it a shot just because they're like oh it's it's not for me just like right. i don't kind of like i don't buy women's deodorant you know it would work for me you <laughs> exactly know? no but yeah, you know totally. like it, it would work yeah. it's not it's not like the formulation is completely different or something but um i'm like oh that's not marketed to me right so right. with me i it's don't like, relate to that scent yeah yeah exactly so with me it's like i'd rather you know i have songs here and there where i've got certain lyrics where if someone listens to any of my albums i think you'll clearly get the picture that yep. I, i'm a believer if you're a believer you will get the picture yeah exactly or yeah. or even if yep. you're not i mean someone would certainly be like okay this guy believes in god because you know i do explicitly right. i do explicitly mention that in a few songs but um mm -hmm. you know if you if someone were to just listen to one song it's not like a full representation right. so yeah it's a bit of a tricky one i mean i know in the u.s for example there's like a big christian music scene we don't really have that in the uk but I know in America, as a genre in itself, I know it's uh, a pretty big category, it seems. Well, it's really interesting because you said, like, the I've had that too, where, like, why don't you play worship or why don't you make a Christian record or a folk record that's Christian? And I'm like, I am a Christian. What do you mean? But, like, and I think I tell people, I'm like, look, God created everything. That means I have the freedom to sing about everything. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm going to because there's things in this world that have been corrupted. It's, it has nothing to do with God. It's like it's not his, it wasn't his original intent. So I think it just takes wisdom. You know, you've got to. You know, I don't think there's any curse words on any of my songs, and and that's deliberate because I think it would distract from the message of whatever yep. the song is. And I think for songs for me, like I don't like explaining songs the meanings as much because I've had songs where I thought it meant something to me, and then I found out it was like about a dog or something, and then <laughs> it kind of strips it kind of strips that connection. So you know what I mean? So yeah, but like the Christian music, I think I think what's interesting, Zuby, is like when you look back at the hymns. And the passion in those those lyrics, mm -hmm. and those were songs. And and the the music now today, if you looked at the two, it's they're so different. And and the 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 depth in those hymns, those old hymns or psalms, um, those two, you know, it's like those were songs on harps or whatever, but they were very real. It wasn't to make you feel good; it was to relate to it. So that's true. But worship, I think, is different. Like, we worship through different means. We worship through the way we live our lives. You worship through honoring the Lord. We worship through songs. Um, so there's many ways to worship. I think they just simplified it so much that it's just become a formula. And, like, 
for me, I don't judge anyone that goes to church at all. I have so many friends that do. But for me personally, I don't like friends that try to force me because I have my own relationship with God that I'm working out. And and if that's how you want to work out, that's awesome. But like I can also learn about God in any way without because we're the church in my mind, like the body of Christ. That's the church. It's mm-hmm. not a building. It's not um, a marketing plan. It's not. And I've worked in the church before as a volunteer or whatever. And it's a business. And I understand that. And I get it has to. But um, that's not what I'm interested in as far as Christianity goes. You can take out certain rules and guides, you know, very basic moral principles from it. And you don't even mm-hmm. need to believe in God to believe in them. And yep. if you act like that, then, you know, if you try to live like Jesus and emulate that yep. as closely as you can, not like any of us are going to get there, then yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you're going to you're gonna live a pretty good life. Yeah, and if everyone thought that way, I mean, we'd be as close as we could ever get to utopia. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell my wife this. I'm like, could you imagine if everyone just looked at themselves and what their issues are and how they are instead of, Oh man, it would change the world. It would change the world. Yeah, I know, man. If people tried to sort out their own problems and work on themselves first and treat other people right, rather than trying to point out the failings of others or the perceived problems that you find in others, which oftentimes might just be in people's brains, then um, totally. Yeah, things would be a lot. Well, what's that first, dude? The plank in your eye. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, it's like, it's a perfect, you know, you have a little sliver and, but there's a plank <laughs> in your eye. Your brother has this little tiny splinter and you're, you know, it's just, that's kind of how it is. You know, it's it so, is true. It's so true. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to, um, another podcast guest a couple weeks, uh, a week or so ago. And he said something like, you know, when he, when he sees people acting up or getting all angry or outraged or caught up in debate, you know, he's like, when did, when did you last call your mother? Just call your mother right now. Like, yeah, totally. Don't 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 come at me with any don't come at me with any negativity until you, you know you haven't even called your mom. Go call your mom. <laughs> I like can I use can I use that? <laughs> I love, That'll I love just that. like defuse like, any situation. Yeah, I love that. I was like, when did you last speak to your mother? That's uh, good. If you haven't spoken to your mom for two weeks, then don't that's come. why you're lashing out. <laughs> yeah, don't come criticizing me because you're not even doing what you're supposed to do. That's awesome. So out of the songs that you've made, what has gotten the biggest traction? What's had the biggest response? Uh, the biggest response was a song called uh, Monsters with Misdemeanors. There's a really big, comp- I think it's the biggest competition in the world. It's called the International uh, Songwriting Competition. Yes, I and, heard um, Yeah, so I won the grand prize, which was- Oh, wow. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, congrats. That song. <laughs> yeah, <Congratulations>. thanks, man. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, good. so like- that yeah that was god man like that was the it doesn't even make sense that i want it like if you hear the song it's so it's not like a pop song it's very um maybe it is a pop song maybe I, like you know when you write songs you lose perspective like you're so close to it you're like i don't know what the single is anymore <laughs> like i don't know you know so it was kind of one of those things that was a god thing but that was definitely like life changing for me cuz i got a bunch of gear too that i sold and like you know, it was 25 cap, 25,000 cash, but there was a ton of gear that I sold too, that oh. I got. So yeah, it was, that was definitely huge for me. Good yeah. windfall. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm trying to actually remember how we initially connected on Twitter. I've, I connected with you on Twitter, like I did with, with most of my guests, but yeah. um, I'm trying to actually remember it was some point last year. I, mm. I'm actually trying to I don't know if you know. I think I, know, I noticed you. I noticed you online. Someone shared you, um, and then I, I liked what you were putting out, like content. 
um i and then i just followed you so yeah that was probably like a year ago right maybe or yeah was, yeah I, yeah I'm it was something out of time yeah last year my american following on twitter just shot up like like crazy i mean most of my twitter followers are now american which is funny yeah what do you yeah. what do you th- what do you attribute that to you think um a couple like literally a handful of viral tweets that just oh, went nice yeah that went nuts in america that's awesome yeah that's um awesome. yeah it's weird i mean previous to that i think only about 10 percent of my following was in the usa and now i can go on the stats and the majority yeah that's USA. awesome and the majority of the podcast listeners are also in the usa which is also interesting so um hmm. yeah you're gonna come out the store here yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah i'll definitely have to do that at some point man yeah so one thing i have noticed on your on your twitter is that you certainly seem to be quite outspoken so yeah. you're not hesitant to share yeah. your, i get the feeling like i don't know your exact political views but i get the feeling right. that you've got some that might not be so common <laughs> nor popular yeah. in the world of music let's say because right as much as people promote diversity people don't tend to like too much diversity of thought when it comes to the entertainment yeah. world and i don't know how far that goes but you're out there in california so you can tell me yeah um a couple of years ago i started i've i've hated politics dude never paid attention to it never got involved never nothing didn't know anything still don't feel like i know anything yeah um and i still don't like politics so i try to keep what i what my personal beliefs on politics to a minimum as much as i can um but a couple of years ago, I think I, I was actually a Bernie supporter at first. Um, I didn't even, I didn't understand socialism at all, but, um, oh, <laughs> I, I had never, I, no, I had, I had never like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you don't like my life, dude, I had my first kid when I was in high school. So like my whole life has been working and trying to support my family. And then I went through a custody battle. So there's all these things that prevented me from learning about certain things, but I wasn't interested, yeah, but yeah. it became interesting to me two years ago or, or three years ago, whenever it was. What was yeah. the catalyst for it becoming interesting? Uh, the DNC scandal with Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, the the questions going to Hillary um, with the um, Brazil Donna Brazil. Uh, there were just a lot of things. The Bernie stuff didn't add up. He endorsed okay. Hillary Clinton after completely talking trash on her forever. Um, there were just so many things that didn't add up, and I was like, "Is this how our world works?" And then I just okay. started digging more and more, and then I was like, "Wow, this is like way worse than I thought." Okay, like I've been asleep. So. Um, you know, I just really felt I got to a place where I just felt like I didn't have a choice anymore. I kind of had to speak up because I saw it getting bad. And I was like, if this continues, like we're going to kill each other. Mm. Um, and that's really what I want to avoid. Like, I think we need to love each other. I think we need to reach out to the left more. I think we need to just have conversations. It's like, how do we not have conversations? Like, why can't someone go have a conversation with AOC? Why can't we have a hybrid of, of all these ideas and figure out a new system if we want or you know, we can create anything or, or, or if you guys have a problem with cap, like this is one of the things, okay. People have a problem with capitalism, but the same, the people that are taking advantage of capitalism are Facebook and Google and, (laughs) and Amazon. It's like, you're all the people saying how these monsters will be created through capitalism, but Uh, you're the monsters. Yeah. A lot of people who criticize capitalism also do not actually know what it is. Exactly. Like, like I, I actually want to start studying capitalism now because I'm like, maybe there's checks and balances they wrote in there that we're not following. I don't know. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't care that much, but I know that this is like, I don't have to understand capitalism because I live in a capitalist society. So yeah. like, but I want to understand what the original intent of it was because mm-hmm. um, I can see bad things with it. Totally. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Apart from like anarcho-capitalists, I mean, even most people who are very pro-free market capitalism are right. aware that you don't want gigantic monopolies right. forming, like right? Ones, yeah, you, <laughs> well, for example, you would not want all those companies you just mentioned joining into one huge right. super company, right? You don't want Amazon, Google, Apple, and Facebook. Imagine if they joined yeah. into one corporation, right? That's terrifying. So See what I think though, Zuby, I think they're already joined, um, just not officially. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, no, yeah. they cert they yeah. certainly are. I mean, there's actually yeah. a case in terms of promoting a free market. There's actually a case for some of those to be broken down into some smaller subsidiary companies. So okay. as much as I am pro free market, pro capitalism, I mean, yeah. even people like myself generally understand that you don't want to let everything get too big and too monopolistic. So just like, I don't really like the terms, the left and the right for a lot of reasons. Cause I think it's kind yeah. of, it, I think it propagates the division, but totally, typically, yeah, but people who are typically more conservative tend to be very wary of big government and people mm -hmm. who are traditionally liberal tend to be wary of big corporations. And right. that's, that's actually like the common thing there is big is concentration of power. So anyone right. who is a quite clued up citizen should be worried about the power going into the hands of, you know, whether that's some huge Uber corporation or some huge yep. communist style regime, Uber government, mm -hmm. which just dictates everything like those are those just end up badly for everybody. So you always want to have a healthy dialogue, a healthy balance to prevent things from swinging too far in either direction. Either direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and as you alluded to earlier, that's the problem with the breakdown of dialogue because you, you need to be yeah. able to speak. I mean, really, if, if you've got an issue, whether this is with a, you know, a one-on-one -on -one personal thing, a family thing, yeah. a bigger scale thing, a national thing, you've got like three options. You can either separate and ignore each other or you can have dialogue and debate and discuss and work things out amiably, mm -hmm. or you can fight. Like these are the only yep. three options. If you've got right. a problem, if you've got a problem, you can separate, you can talk and work it out, or you can physically fight. And that's, yep. I'm not aware of any other options. So once people stop talking to each other, once people stop viewing each other as individuals, as neighbors, as fellow citizens, as you know, children of God, to use a religious yeah. term, then things go bad. And you've seen that many times in history. You can just take a cursory look at the last hundred years and you can see every time that that has happened. You know, it, it's just, uh, you know, like you said, you know, we're, we're, we're far from that. But I think people need to realize that human beings are capable, both as individuals and as collectives, of incredible good but we are also capable of incredible evil, probably far beyond what any of us individually would like to think any of us is capable of. Like it, it's happened. It's happened so yep. many times. This is why I think reading some history is important. I'm far from a historian, but you can look at certain periods in different places and you're like, wow, like people just let the, the devil, the shadow, Satan, mm -hmm. evil, whatever it is, right. they just let it completely take root. And all those other good things just kind of went out the window and, you know, people die, people starve, people hurt each other and it's not pretty. So yeah, you know, you, you always want to maintain that 
dialogue and some semblance of a healthy balance? Everything's really complicated, you know, and, and I think we is we really want to simplify everything and and label us into little boxes and and whatever and make quick quick judgments on people and and all that and and that's not the way it works man like if you really want to understand someone or something it takes so much time mm-hmm. and and I think it's just sad that we've gotten to a place where we're just judging everyone and the the right and the left both do it and and to be honest with you if this were happening to the left right now I don't care what their views are I would fight for them because my biggest thing is free speech free thought I'm with you uh, on that free beliefs yeah so like all the politics, like that's part of it. But to me, that's more distracting. I think the biggest thing for me is free speech. Mm-hmm. And also just like, you know, we were we were founded on on Christian principles and we've lost that. We've removed God from this country. Can we talk about what the what the the effects of that have been? Can mm-hmm. we talk about maybe that might have something to do with it? Can we talk about what our kids are learning in school and maybe, you know, maybe some things aren't accurate? Like, can we, but we can't even have discussions. So um, it's just sad, you know, and, and it's all by design. I think we, we've gotten this place by design and I think, uh, people, uh, you know, really powerful people knew what they were doing or maybe they didn't. And it's a bigger presence. And, um, I, I know who wins in the end. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I know yeah. who wins. In the end. And I think what Christ, how Christ resonated with me is he always, you said the root and he always went after the root, you know, and I, I could go, dude, I've never done this. and never done that. It's like, have you hated someone in your heart? Cause that's how murder starts. And that's what Christ understood. And that's what he told people, you know, all of it starts in in your heart. So if you allow, like you said, to to have that darkness consume you, um, that's what Christ is trying to to warn people. It's like everything was about the heart with him, you know. And um, and I think that's what I I hope we could somehow understand, like the 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 prostitute at the well jesus didn't see a prostitute he saw her heart he saw the dad that didn't pay attention to her he saw the struggles when she was a child he saw Mm -hmm. something that 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 hurt her he saw the hurt and like i'm starting to see that more now um for the first time really uh like in a real way where i see uh people differently um just going out to costco or going to the supermarket so uh, i think the world's designed to make us judge everyone and and all that so you know, um, I think it's changing, though, with decentralization of information. I think that's really important. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, yeah, like to think that people actually that I that I thought that my information from CNN uh, <laughs> is accurate is yeah. that, like I'm like, was I crazy? Like, was I stupid? What You know, but now I feel like I have to protect myself from that. Like, I don't you know, there's I don't even read certain things because I know it's going to try and manipulate me. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's complicated, but. Yeah, like we're on the same page for sure, for sure. Yeah, sure, man. I mean, the thing is, you can only, you know, I think both of us are fairly outspoken musicians in certain ways, you know, just outspoken people. And sometimes I wonder for myself where that comes from or where it came from, because I haven't necessarily always been like that. But as you said, I mean, like, I think what most people do, and it's, it's a sensible thing, is stick their head in the sand. And hope mm-hmm. that hope that the problem will go away or that it somehow won't hit them. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah, the, uh, it won't affect them. No, no, no. The mob won't come knocking at their door. Oh, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like people just yeah, let me just totally. let, let me just shut up and stick my head in the sand and carry on. But yeah. I think I think with me it got to a stage where, yeah, I was seeing the I was kind of seeing, I guess like a big a bigger threat and a bigger 
mm-hmm. loss and a bigger loss of sanity, right? Because it's mm-hmm. not, it wasn't that long ago that <laughs> things felt a lot more sane and yeah. there was a lot less division. You know what I mean? Like five years ago. Oh, no, totally. Five years even ago. Even like, even four, yeah, five for sure. Five years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you wouldn't ever see someone on Twitter accusing someone else of being a, uh, a Nazi or a white supremacist or that like on a daily, on a daily yeah. basis, right? You wouldn't, you weren't seeing verified people with millions of followers and blue check marks right. calling, calling for physical harm on children or know, pushing certain things. And I'm just like, yo, like this is not, I'm just like, this is not normal. Like it wasn't always like this. So right. what is, what's the deal here? And I wasn't seeing many other people fairly, centrist not heavily biased perspective commenting on things and i was like you know what like it's at the stage now where i feel like my silence is almost being complicit again if you look mm-hmm. back at the 20th yeah. cent look back at the 20th century you look at how certain people got away with certain things it's because nobody said anything nobody yeah. pushed back people just people just shut up oh it's not going to hurt me oh they're not coming yeah. for me yet they're not coming for me yet Right. And then eventually, <laughs> yeah. eventually they'll come for you. They'll take out the people on the fringes first. You've always got to start yeah. with the people on the fringes because nobody wants to defend them. But right. then as soon as they've gotten rid of them, I mean, there's always going to be somebody on the fringe. Like there's totally. always going to be, there's always going to be somebody that circle gets smaller. It gets smaller. It gets smaller to the point where, you know, you'll have just a, a standard Republican, a standard conservative, a standard libertarian, a standard liberal right. in some cases. And it's like, oh yeah. no, like like they're now deemed the they're now deemed the person who needs to be uh silenced or shut down or harmed or gotten yeah. rid of. You know? Yeah. And these people who are actual extreme the problem with extremists is they think they're moderates. So totally. you get right. So you get these people who are actual extremists and then <laughs> they're so off center, their their idea of the center is so far removed that they then think that someone else who is in the center is a million miles away from them you know what i mean and yeah and the problem with those extremist types is that they're very they tend to be very angry and passionate and vocal and somehow they seem to be getting in you know they seem to be actually gaining some power sometimes yeah it's scary it's weird and it's weird as well because this conversation i'm having depending on somebody's worldview and perception on the world they might not know what side i'm talking about or they might think that that's 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 how far it I know this is what this yeah. is what I mean like I could be saying all this and you know someone's there nodding their head like yeah yeah that Trump guy's crazy you know what I mean totally. and it's yeah. like I'm not talking about him do you know what I mean like that, right. we, that, we haven't even mentioned him <laughs> that, we actually mentioned I mentioned Bernie Sanders I don't even think I mentioned Trump you're right no, yeah no that's the thing and it's like wow like the pers- you know the perspectives are just so far gone you know what I mean I'm like look I'm happy to criticize I will criticize whoever is behaving badly yeah. in my yeah. eyes. What I mean. So if someone is calling for violence or doxing people or attacking children, literally, or whatever yeah. the case is, then I'm like, I'm not on their side. Like I will, I will criticize that. I'm not going to make excuses for, you know, I, I, especially when it comes to the U S stuff. I'm like, I'm not even an American. Like I don't have a, <laughs> right. I don't have a dog. I don't have a dog in this fight. Right. Like, I should probably be more concerned about the whole Brexit stuff in terms of politics, but I'm right, just kind of right. with that. I'm a little bit more because I don't think it's um, I don't think the fever pitch 
I don't think the division is as bad over here. You know, it's gotten worse here, but I don't yeah. think it's, um, again, I see stuff from a distance. I see stuff through the internet, which is always going to exaggerate things. But, um, you know, in the U.S., it does seem like over the past two years, it's some things have gotten better, but it's like it looks to me, you know, the way people view each other. And there, there seems to be and there's data on this. You know, I've actually looked at what people are actually saying. And, you know, in terms of loving your neighbor as yourself, it certainly declined. <laughs> it's totally. Sort of, yeah, sort of totally. Declined. And like, I think the fundamental thing that we both are coming from too is like we talked we talked earlier about christianity and being a worship leader or, or not a worship leader but writing christian music and you know neither one of us want to be put into a box or labeled and we want to be fluid we want to have freedom to explore and um and i think that's what this is too it's like everyone yeah. should be able to explore and and find out who they are and what they believe and and that's a journey and that's a cool thing you know that's what's amazing about life i think that's what life is we're, we're going to learn and grow and that's that's what we should be doing and obviously make a good impact on the world Absolutely. but um yeah but it has to start in the family dude like i really think like if, if we don't push that more like the family structure um it's just it just feels too far gone sometimes you know and um yeah like in the uk you know they kind of push um how that's falling apart like how what's your perspective on on how things are there like it's always more mellow than social media for sure sure um but like do you have what is you like how do you feel the vibe is in the uk the vibe in the real world is normal right right okay but it could um, change in an instant yeah the vibe the vibe in the yeah. real world is is mostly normal like if i right. i go out my house in the morning or the yeah. night i travel to different cities People are still normal. People aren't yeah. trying to punch each other up because right. they voted for the wrong team or they wore the wrong hat. You know, it's like people are generally normal. I mean, if you watch a lot of the news or you're really into politics, then there's obviously tons of talk about Brexit and deal or no deal or this is happening or that is happening. Funnily enough, the thing with me is I'm far more interested in culture and society and even psychology than I am, say, directly in politics. I'm not actually... Like yeah. I, I used to be completely apolitical. I'm mm -hmm. interested in politics at like a high level in terms of how it influences or what the influences mm -hmm. from society and culture and morality and religion, all these things are linked. So it's hard to be deeply interested in society and culture and not, mm -hmm. and not sort of fall into having, politics. yeah, and not fall into having some political views or being or again, being very religious or being yeah. just interested in morality and how morality is shaped. I mean, I don't know if you've ever read a book called The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt. I have not. Incredible. You recommend it? Absolutely. Completely changed the awesome. way I, un literally changed the way I understood the world. The subtitle- Hold up, hold up, hold up. The Righteous Mind, you said? Because I'll righteous buy it today, mind. man. Yeah, it's called The Righteous Mind, Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion. Okay. And it's, it's incredibly on point. It basically, one of the biggest, um, enlightenment, one of the biggest like eureka moments for me reading that book was understanding that people who are traditionally conservative and people who are traditionally liberal operate off of different moral systems he calls them morality matrices. So they actually have complete different pillars of what constitutes their morality. So what they think right. is right versus wrong, it's actually different. 
So wow. one of the reasons why it can be so difficult for people to see eye to eye on certain issues, especially hot button things like um, abortion. Immigration. Yeah. Immigration, abortion, you know, like stuff that's very rooted. Sensitive too, yeah. Morally and, and sensitive, right? You know, yeah. um, there are a lot of issues where, I mean, for me personally, the one that I'm, uh, the one that jars me is abortion. Yeah. Because yeah, that too, is man. what that that's one where just like the moral basis of it to me, I'm yeah. just like, gosh, oh. like, like yeah, I like it, it disgusts me. Like it it actually appalls. Yeah. Me. If someone wants yeah. higher taxes, if someone wants you know right. di different border, whatever, like I'm like okay, I might disagree, whatever, but I don't feel like a I don't feel like a moral. It does not like a moral punch in the stomach. You know what I mean? Totally, with that, yeah. With that one, I'm just like, oh my gosh, when someone is there and their argument is, oh, it's my body, I can do what I want. And I'm just like, do you not? I know. It's like, what is it a separate body, though? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, 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 it's not really. It's always a separate body. You know what I like, mean? I'm what are like, you talking about? <laughs> I'm not even talking about from a religious perspective here. I'm just talking Yeah, exactly. Like, just like rational. Human, human <laughs> rational, scientific perspective here. How Could you can... imagine the outrage if we were aborting puppies? Oh my gosh. Honestly. It's just weird. I mean, I heard someone yeah. yesterday, literally, I was listening to um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and the guy said that he is in favor of aborting babies after they are born. Did you know that they just passed a law apparently yesterday in New York that you can now uh, abort a baby up till birth? Yeah, well, that's the Democratic platform. That's what they that's what they actually yeah. want. I, I know in that. Yeah, yeah I know in that. That's to me. That's that's why I said like that particular issue. That's that's like a sticking point for me, because totally, I'm just yeah. what like how can you <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. I'm just like wow that that hopefully I don't know like like we're not even on the same planet yeah yeah point. yeah with that one I'm like yeah. I'm I'm like on a, I'm on a different planet especially if someone's talking like late you know late term when when it's not even where it's where you can't even argue that this thing's totally not a baby. like that's a baby dude <laughs> you know what I mean it's if someone wants if someone yeah. if someone's talking like the first couple of weeks I'm like okay like this is more of a gray area because. Yeah. You like know, I can I, understand why people would choose that and how they can yeah. rationalize it or whatever. And that's on them. That's between them and God. But yeah. the other stuff, yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and and that we're even arguing it. It's, it's crazy. Like yeah, we're I, even having, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre, man. So, so for me, that's yeah. like a tricky one. But yeah, coming back to this book. Um, right. The Righteous Mind. Yeah. So like in summary, I hope I get this right. So the liberal moral matrix is really based off of two principles one is fairness and one right. is um what is it there's like the harm care foundation and there's the fairness equality foundation so and those that's just like harm care is one of them and fairness equality is one of them so the entire liberal worldview is basically based off of these two mm -hmm. and conservatives have like six okay well so, the fair thing is impossible so so conservatives have these two but then conservatives also have um something like one of them is like sanctity this idea of things being certain thing you know don't step on the flag you know some yeah. things just being almost holy it doesn't need to be religious yeah. but you know this idea of things being sacred it's respect yeah, yeah that's one of them too, yeah yeah. Res yeah respect authority is kind of mm -hmm. one of them as well there's like I can't remember them all off the top. So like of my order head, two or something, maybe like order yeah. rules or law and order or something. Like it yeah, has to be that too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the conservatives are basically more pro hierarchy and 
respect mm-hmm. and deference to authority in a way, shall we say. So right. like the whole moral framework is actually different. So if you're talking about if someone thinks it's fine to step on a flag and you're trying to explain why, no, you don't step on the flag because it's like a, sa- a sacred, like that argument misses them. Right. Because they don't. They, they, they don't, don't even hear it. No, because they don't factor that into, to them, that's not a moral factor. Mm-hmm. And right. yeah, the, the, bo- the book explains it all. And it's, it's oh, and one of them oh, is I'll also. i buy it today, other, man. Yeah, dude, it's. it's you're like, and amazing. I wrote it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing. And then yeah, also, but... it, yeah, it talks a lot about um religion as well. And how religious beliefs also factor into all this stuff. And yeah, it yeah. just made me, it, it made me really understand like some arguments I've had in the past with people. And I'm, when just I'm just pointless, right? Well, when it's just so hard to try to yeah. understand the other right. person's position. And then when I realized that what I'm actually basing my morality on, on does not completely align with what they are basing it on. And when you switch into that frame, when you think, okay, they're only thinking about um is this harming someone and is this fair if that's what someone is thinking of and i'm thinking more conservatively and i'm thinking of these other elements then we align on certain things right we're both saying okay it's bad to steal it's bad to kill it's bad to do this like take something like i don't know certain i don't know certain sexual behaviors okay Mm -hmm. people who are more liberal will just be like there's nothing wrong with this whereas someone who's more conservative might be like you know your no your your body is a temple you're you know you're like that that whole concept of your body being a temple, your body is holy. You're made in the, you know, you're made in the image of God. You're a, you're not just, right. a, you're not just an animal. You're like yeah. there's something sacred about you, but that doesn't cut any, that doesn't cut it with them. Cause they're just like, like that's, they're like, huh? Jeez. Well, you have to have, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I've had those conversations where I'm like, they, they don't, they're not hearing anything I'm saying and, yeah. and I'm hearing what they're saying, but it doesn't make sense. And they must be interpreting that too. So that makes sense. You know, like they're hearing what I'm saying, but it makes no sense. Um, and I think, I think, I think the foundation has to be God because when you come down to it, like, and it doesn't have to be my God, but you have to, if you look at the world, like let's just say we're in a simulation. Okay. okay. If we were in a simulation right now, like an actual computer hard drive or something that's still designed. So um, when I look at the world, there's design and and I think, you know, we're not designed to we're designed to be um, in a committed relationship because it's more fulfilling in the long run. You go through struggles and stuff, but at the end of the day, you, you'll die with this person. You'll die for that person, your partner. Um, I wouldn't die for someone I was casually having sex with. Um, so that's not a good you know, it, they don't understand the bigger picture, I think. Um, and, and, and look, a single cell is really complicated. I don't understand it. So, so why wouldn't everything else be really complicated? You know, human nature is one of the most different, and that's what I'm interested in is human nature, like the psychology, like you said, and all that, like, why do we operate this way? What, what are we doing? Uh, Why do people make uh, decisions uh, that are, aren't grounded in anything at all, in any truth at all? Um, You know, I think anyone, it says the fool in his heart says there is no God. And, and when you, when you, that's because if you look at, at the world, it's created, it's been designed. It's so complex. I mean, mm. it's insane to think that, you know, maybe God said, let there be light and there's a big bang. That's fine. But there's design behind it. You could, you could, you could have both of those make sense. Oh yeah. One does me. not. The notion that science cancels out religion is a really, it's a very juvenile understanding of what religion is. But it feels like the dominant um, understanding. Well, right. I think a lot a lot of people who cri- I don't think it's actually dominant because I think that okay, okay. I mean, religious people, certainly on a global scale, are still the right, 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 right. So right. I think that 
like maybe whenever, it just seems louder it's louder I would, yeah, it's, yeah you're right it's not dominant it just it it's feels not. that way because it's so loud yeah. no it's also it's also what i almost think of as like a flaw of hyper intellectuality right because right, yeah. you're trying to you're trying to apply science to something that <laughs> science cannot be applied to right i mean if we want to talk about being completely rational i mean it's funny because you know here's another interesting thing in psychology is just understanding how even even someone like myself who considers himself deeply logical and rational how emotion driven (laughs) every single person actually is and how we tend to that's something they talk about in the book as well how we tend to actually make decisions and make choices and then rationalize them later on so totally yeah yeah, we actually tend to just act on the emotion and then the thinking and processing happens later so if someone's explaining it you can explain oh i did it because of xyz but that's kind of after the fact in most cases. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yep. But, um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, like uh, that, that's it's so interesting. I love. Yeah, I, I, I can nerd out on that stuff forever because yeah. it, it it really comes down to human nature and that you have to come with the premise that we're all capable of all sorts of evil and um, that that you know I, I could I could have easily killed Jesus or or been against him. I could have easily uh, killed Jews. My mom's Jewish. Like you know, and I've been called a Nazi. I've been called things. It's like. <laughs> So have I, bro. She's and a messianic Jew. I know you have. And, and, yeah, and, that's and, even and, more and insane. You, and you know what no, I no, like. You've been, been called white supremacist. <laughs> no, like, dude, Ali Akbar is one of my best friends, and he's on the ADL list as an anti-Semite, and he's been called a white supremacist. I'm like, it's really that crazy, and it's like I can't reconcile it. Just there's no way it could ever make sense. It's it's no. it's sheer insanity, and and it's so sad because. I, I really feel for these people, dude. Like most of my friends are liberals in LA and I've lost a lot of them, not, not due to choice. Um, but, but yeah, they just, you know, there, there's tell, a few us, that tell us a bit yeah. more about that, man. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, well, over the last few years I've gotten, um, people have emailed uh, my wife and said, I, I actually haven't even read any of the emails that people have sent her. Um, because I don't want it. I think it's toxic. Mm. Um, and, and for someone that's known me for 10 years or five years or even a year, and then to make um, a judgment on me like that, that I'm now a racist and all these things, um, I think it's it's really, you know, I don't want that friend in my life. Anymore. No. So that's is, I mean, yeah. is, so is that literally just from people disagreeing with some of your political positions? Literally. Never even talk to me about it, though. That's the weird thing. They don't talk to me about it. It's mm. it's like a few people have DM me and said like some something nasty. And I'm just like, whatever. I, I really, you know, at first it really hurt me. Like in the very beginning, it happened uh, quite often. Mm. Uh, it doesn't really happen anymore, but um, it, it really hurt me. Like I, I, I didn't know how to understand it because it, it was I took it too personally, I think. Um, yeah. Now I understand that it's really not their fault. Um, they're being lied to and deceived. So um, and do you think I, it's- I feel for them? Do you think it's because also you never, you were very quiet about your yeah, views, or probably. or you did, or you didn't even have them beforehand? Um, I didn't have the views I have now. I don't think, but um, I definitely felt that I couldn't talk about my Christianity very much. Um, you know, in the yeah. music business, I definitely felt like uh, there were certain things that I, you know, I couldn't say that I 
my, you know, I, I didn't really have feelings about Obama, but if I knew that he was bombing a lot of people and, and doing weird stuff, I, I wouldn't have felt like I could talk about that because everyone in the business in LA assumes that you're, you're them. And, and if you're not, yeah. they hate you. And, um, I, I learned, I, I learned that early on. Like I learned that my, my views growing up did not line up with the music industry. My mm. wife worked for a major label for five years. So, um, I've, I've been very involved in the music industry from different angles. I've never like, I've never been able to go all in in music because of my situation. It's, it's unique. I, I just, I can't, I can't tour, um, having sole custody of four children. So sure. we had 50, 50 for a little while. Um, but God changed that. And I just, you know, I just went with it. So I think it's, it's hard because yeah, maybe I didn't reach out, but I, I think, um, yeah, you know, hindsight, it's like, I, you know, I'd have to think about it a little more on my end, what I did to contribute to that. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, it's, I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you've done anything wrong. I'm just curious because you yeah, hear, yeah. you hear stories, right? You hear about people, um, you know, losing friends over political views. You hear about, you know, families uh, not talking to each other, wives and husbands breaking up and all all this kind of nonsense. But it's interesting, like you said, especially, again, someone who is in California, which seems to be a hotbed for a lot of this stuff. There's, I spoke to um, Matriarch last week, who's also based out in, um, in LA. And, you know, she was very, passionate about some of the stuff she says that she can't talk about um or is hesitant to or is worried about repercussions inside or outside of the music industry particularly the entertainment world and that's really that's really quite fascinating because yeah that that is a world which portrays itself as being the most tolerant the most diverse <laughs> The no, no, really. I mean, yeah, I know it's obvious. It's, it's it's supposed to be the forefront of all this stuff. Yeah. Yet it's like there's still a very deep intolerance for deep. another type of diversity, which is diversity of thought. With someone like myself, I mean, I'm I'm completely independent, and I've always done my music independent, and I've never been. I'm in the music business, but I don't really consider myself like part of the industry per se like i'm not you did it the right way dude that's right you know i'm not i'm not <laughs> uh, i'm not in touch with labels and all yeah, these yeah. people and whatever and yeah. so i've always just been like i mean it's funny with me because i've always had my i've become a little i've become more outspoken as i've gotten older and this time has gotten on but in right. terms of my actual positions on things i like they haven't they haven't shifted right they've i'm right. like i'm who i've always been the only thing is i've started like tweeting some of it like if you know right. me in per- if you know me in person i've been talking about all this stuff for the last 10 years and any private conversation even group conversation i'm very yeah i'm like whatever you want to know my views on that okay I'll, I'll tell you like i don't right i don't care you know what i mean i'm not worried about right. someone going oh my gosh he's a he's a he's a centrist you know what i mean it's right. like oh, oh my you know now i got him i can label him now you, you know what i mean it's like there's no yeah. i don't i don't hold any position politically yeah. socially whatever i don't hold any remote type of extreme or hateful position in the slightest so right. that's why i'm not worried about being authentic because it's like i'm not worried about what comes out because nothing nothing that is actually bad <laughs> you know what i mean like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know it's, what i mean like there, there are there are extreme viewpoints of course and yeah. some people do have them and you know i can understand why they want to 
it'd be better if they didn't have them, but it's un- understandable. Right. You don't want to shout about them. But with me, I'm like, I don't even have any, right? right. I don't, I don't, I right. don't have any. I'm just like a very standard. Yeah. Okay. What's the issue? You're a thinker. You're a thinker. Yeah, I'm a thinker. And, okay, and a well, problem solver too, right? Like, <laughs> like, 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 Hey, here's a problem. Let's solve it. Um, <laughs> instead let, let's not solve it. Like that's literally what's happening. We just don't solve problems for some reason, mm. like for decades. I mean, how long has immigration been a problem in America? Everyone's known it. Everyone said they're fixing it. It's it's like no one actually sat down to fix the problem. No. So it's really a difference between problem solvers too. Like a lot of men like pro- solve you know uh, solving problems, mm-hmm. but you know like why do we talk about problems if we don't want solutions for them? It just doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah, I hear you on the on all that. Yeah, no, oh, it's, it's interesting, so man. <laughs> yeah. But um, and, and you know, I've learned a lot through the process and and I, I've grown a lot and I've I've been humbled a lot. And uh, you know, I've lashed out at people that that I love, you know, my within my own family with with just them not seeing uh, part of what I'm seeing, and and that's not right. Um mm-hmm. so but I think we've all done that in, in certain aspects where we just want to be understood and heard and and uh and whatever, but at the end of the day, like I don't think I need to have anyone understand me. You know, um, yeah. I have a hard time understanding me. So why would I expect others to uh, be able to understand me? And then and then I think I can understand others without even knowing them. It's pretty crazy. Like, you know, if we just stopped for a second and and thought about it a little more, or maybe, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Is it possible? I don't know. You know, I want to read yeah. that book now because it's interesting. Uh, you know, maybe maybe we we can't hear each other at all. And that's that's sad. Like, how do we can we repair that? Can we reconcile yeah. Um, I don't know, but I think it's worth trying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly possible, man. Like, this is going to sound like some sort of a closing statement, but um, yeah, we all do have far more in common than we have that separates us. And yeah, I think but that's as not long what we as focus on no, but if people, yeah. you know, if people were to collectively sleep on it and think mm-hmm. about it, then yeah. I think everyone would come back we live in this permanently online 24 7 365 mm-hmm. social media crazy news cycle world which is pretty new which is hyper connected mm-hmm. and we're not yeah. we're not designed we're not evolved for this so it's like you know what if everyone just like put down their smartphone for a day and just like thought about what mm-hmm. we all have that we have in common and the idea of treating yeah. each other kindly and actually you know not not as platitudes right people like platitudes but it's like no actually do what you're saying <laughs> you know what i mean like like exactly do what, do what you're saying you'll have someone who's tweeting about i mean sometimes you, you'll go you'll, you'll go on someone's twitter and you'll yeah. see you'll see some really like nice happy let's all ha- hold hands friendly platitude you you like scroll down too and they're like and there's all this hatred and then and they're just like cussing so and you're just like oh my <laughs> gosh man like can you not see your own your own hypocrisy here man it's the plank dude it's back yeah. to that plank in their own eye they don't want to see it and and it's hard to see your own fault so i don't want to like drag this on but like no. it really is hard to look at yourself because you're going to see a lot of things that you don't want to see and you got to deal with them mm-hmm. and um the sooner you do that the better because the longer you you put it off the harder it is to do it that's how i think and i think my dad put down a strong foundation to think think joshua like like why do you think he would say i would ask him all these questions when i was a child like 
he said he couldn't even answer the questions. And he said, what do you think? And then I, he said, you would go off and think for a couple hours and then you'd come back and tell me what you thought. So, you know, I think we, we should think more, but um, I don't think people can and they don't, they don't make the time for it. But yeah, we could set our smartphones for a day down everyone. I think it would change the world maybe. <laughs> and we all just had conversations for a day. Yeah. Unplugged. Um, maybe yeah, I'll. Man. Maybe I'll become an activist and I'll, I'll promote it or something. We'll start a hashtag. I think you're on your way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we go, can I promote one thing? Please do, my man. I was going to ask you to. Oh, cool. Okay. So I'm involved in a project right now. Um, I'm the managing editor right now. And that, that role will probably change. But um, we're building something called Culture. And it's with three Ts. Uh, the Twitter handle is at Culture. And it's C-U-L-T-T-T. U-R-E. So it's just culture with three T's and we're on Twitter, Instagram, all that. And um, I think that's all I had to pitch. I do I do have uh, the great media hoax, which is in the hoaxed movie that Cernovich, um, mm -hmm. a song I wrote for that film is kind of going to resurface. So um, if people want to check out that song, they can. And uh, yeah, man, that's it. That's my spiel. Awesome, Josh. Yellow Red Sparks, good to have you on the show, man. Keep doing awesome work. Yeah, dude, I'll see you on Twitter when you come to the West Coast. <laughs> 100%. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame.